You're listening to Living Free and Fulfilled. I'm Katie Bach, your host, a Gemini, yogi, intuitive spiritual guide who believes in the magic and the power, the wisdom that lives inside of you. And that's what this podcast is all about. I am on a mission to empower you to create a life that feels good for you, a life where you can live it your way. Tune in each week to hear from me, to meet new people as they are interviewed, as we share together tips, tools, practices, experiences that have guided us to create a life that feels good so that we can support you on your journey to live a life aligned with your soul as you plug back into yourself rediscover your power, your inner wisdom, and the magic that truly flows throughout you. Are you ready to live free and fulfilled? A new episode starts now. Hey there, listener. Welcome back to the podcast. I am here with Nicole Shackelford, and we really are here today to kind of share what holding space means. This is something that a lot of coaches are out there talking about. We're kind of hearing it in a lot of places. And so today we're going to define what that means and share with you a little bit about Brave Space as well. So welcome, Nicole. Thanks for having me, Katie. Thanks for being here. And um, Nicole is a trauma-informed yoga instructor. She is a wellness catalyst coach and one of my favorite people. And she is my go-to person when it comes to talking about holding space because she is just an amazing person with so much knowledge to share around this topic. So I am going to pass the mic over to Nicole and let her start to introduce holding space to you. Thanks again, Katie. Um, So I am so passionate about holding space for others that I created Be With because I feel as if now more than ever, as humans, we need safe spaces and we need to hold space for one another and what that means and what that looks like. And I feel like there's a lot of different mental health professionals, different wellness professionals, a whole bunch of different things that are approaching healing and wellness without creating a space or a safe container first. So I feel like more people are doing harm than actually creating healing spaces. And that all starts with this whole concept of holding space. And it's kind of become like one of those words that's used so frequently, like we really don't know what it means anymore. Absolutely. And we've had this conversation before in a coaching session where um, I was in a coaching session with Nicole and I said, the space that is held in these coaching sessions is so different than the therapy session I remember being in at 18 years old, where I didn't feel safe to be myself. I didn't feel safe to open up completely. But in the coaching sessions with Nicole, the space was held there. She was just there with me without judgment to allow me to be where I needed to be. And so I always appreciate and thank Nicole for those moments because it's been made such an impact for me in her just holding space. And that's an excellent example. I mean, so many people spend years and years in therapy and they feel like they're not making progress or they're not getting better, or they feel like there's something wrong with them or their feelings of guilt and shame become compounded. Essentially you're re-traumatized and it's because people don't feel safe. And so 
in order to feel safe, we need to create a safe space. So when we say that we're holding space for another person, the two words that she mentioned were safety and non-judgment. So from a coaching perspective or from a facilitating perspective, I always do what's called designing the relationship or contracting, which means I tell you what I'm going to do, how I'm going to show up, what my expectations are. You tell me what your expectations are, what you need. And then we have an idea of being on the same page. And we always do that within the context of no judgment. I am not attached. I am not trying to fix you. I'm not trying to solve your problems. I am just here to listen to you and whatever it is that's coming up for you. And that's what we mean by holding space, not being attached, not trying to fix somebody, just simply being with them wherever they're at in any given moment. And we talk a lot about this when we teach the yamas and niyamas, Nicole and I, the concept of help versus support comes up a good bit, um, really from the start of the, the yamas and niyamas program, because it sits in that ahimsa, that first yama, which is nonviolence or compassion, kindness. And there's a huge difference in how it feels when you when either you are trying to help someone or someone's trying to help you versus just supporting. And it brings in those elements of non-judgment, non-attachment, you know, there's no expectation, but to just be there with that person. We have that conversation because we really go into the difference between help and support. A lot of times, we show up with the best of intentions to help someone. We want to make things better for them. We want to ease the burdens or the weight of whatever it is that they're carrying. But in that idea or that intention of help, there becomes almost like this, this um, not power struggle, but like a hierarchy of I'm going to help you because I know better than you do, which isn't meeting the person where they're at exactly right? That's still a judgment. If I know better than you, I'm judging that somehow you are insufficient or not capable. So we have the discussion of, of Ahimsa of not doing any harm because we just want to show up and support the individual. And that, that means we don't know any better than them. We actually have faith and trust that they can find the answers for themselves, but they need a little bit more support to find those answers. So that's why we use the language of showing up and supporting each other instead of trying to help because we're taking away that stigma of I know better than you do or I'm going to fix it for you. We really can't fix anybody. We can only hold space for people. Absolutely. And I believe also when we get in that space of trying to fix, it's a totally different feeling. If you've ever been in um, a situation where someone else is trying to help and fix you, it really doesn't feel like you want to open up. It doesn't feel like you can, because there's that element of judgment. There's that element of there's something wrong with me already. Why am I going to open up and, and, you know, let things unfold and heal and and really express what's coming up for me if I'm already judged right from the get go, because I need to be fixed. And then you end up having compounded problems, right? You have the issue that you showed up with that you need support with. And then you have this additional new issue of if I don't do it this person's way, then I'm failing that person or I'm not meeting their expectations. So 
that judgment of I know better than you, it, it makes it adds to the weight of the burden that the person is trying to carry instead of allowing them to find things for themselves. And that leads us right into a conversation of vulnerability, right? If we feel as if we're being judged, we are less likely to be open and authentic and vulnerable with someone in asking for what we need or being completely transparent about the problem that we're having. So you're absolutely right. It's a different space. It even comes down to like basic communication issues of a lot of times in therapy, you'll hear in relationship or, or marriage counseling, you know, well, does the person want you to, you know, to be heard or do they want you to fix it? And you actually have to ask that question out loud. Again, that's kind of another element of designing or contracting with a person. But when we verbally process things or when we're having communications with people, sometimes we need to articulate, I don't want you to fix it for me. I just need to be heard. And that's, that's part of asking for someone to hold space for you because a lot of us show up with the intentions of fixing it or problem solving. And that instead of empowering someone to be vulnerable and solve it for themselves, then it, it takes away their power. Absolutely. Which like you said, has that compounding effect. You come in with what's going on and then you additionally have this feeling of powerlessness. It, it's like your power has been taken away. And, and so holding space, holding brave space is really what allows us to process through things because we feel that support. So Nicole, I know you said there are some specific elements to holding space. Can you share those with us? Um, for me, when I think about holding space for someone, there's there's three concepts. One is safety. Um, you have to feel as if you're in a safe space and what safety means for you to be okay to hold space for someone else. And that person has to be someone that you can trust and you feel safe with. Um, and a lot of times that safety is established by not, there's, by not having any judgment. So there's no judgment in the container. Whatever comes up, comes up. And then the third is not being attached. I'm not there to fix you. I'm not there to problem solve. Whatever you decide to do is, is your decision. I'm just here simply to be with you and meeting you in the moment of whatever you're going through. I have to say some of my favorite words since you've created Be With are Be With because it so embodies the holding of space and it so embodies everything that I have come to know as, as like healing and, and, and reconnecting to my power and all, you know, it's that being with, and it's just, it's just such an amazing thing to actually be in held space. Oh, I absolutely agree. And like I, like you said, you can absolutely tell that the energy of being in a held safe space or a brave space is entirely different from other experiences. And it's funny because when, when I was coming up with an idea for the name of the organization, a friend and I were shooting, we were brainstorming, going back and forth, back and forth. And it was like, be with, and we thought there had to be a third word. We kept trying to come up with a third word. And I was like, wait a minute, what if we're making this more complex than it needs to be? If, if, if we just leave it as be with, it applies to everything. Be, be with yourself. Be with your emotions. Whatever that emotion is in the current moment. Maybe it's tired. Maybe it's anxious. Maybe it's stressed. Maybe it's joyful. Be with whatever is in that moment with yourself. 
be with other people wherever they're at. You know what I mean? Your toddler's throwing a tantrum. Your husband's hungry. Like be with people wherever they're at and it will completely and totally change the way you show up in the world. And it changes your connections with people because you start having those deeper connections that we all crave. We all crave um, acceptance and authenticity. We need that as human beings to thrive. And that all starts with creating a space that you feel safe, that there isn't any judgment, and that you can just be yourself and know that that's okay, that it's okay to just be you. Absolutely. And I can attest to how held space supported me in really stepping into being myself as someone who has experienced trauma in a way where I couldn't be myself, where I had to hide to protect myself, right? That was how I stayed safe to be able to heal in in held space. I was then able to be myself authentically, which Nicole and I have had many conversations about because that's one of my core values is being able to accept myself as I am and to, to be free to be who I am. And this kind of leads into it's, it's given me the courage. It's given me the bravery to be myself and to be able to do the same for others. What you're describing is actually everyone's experience, right? As we are children developing, all of us start to create behaviors or beliefs internally that help us survive. So we bury parts of ourselves. Um, We create distance between how we show up in the world and our authentic self. And that distance is what we call the shadow self, those parts that we've repressed, right? And everybody, there's a, there's the shadow self is another word that we could totally explore. But when someone, when you're in held space, when you, someone holds space for you, you are able to touch that vulnerability to find those pieces that you have repressed. You are able to get back in touch with, with, to close the space between how you show up in the world and your authentic self. So you really, it really can become a process of coming back home and starting to live from a place of authenticity all the time. But as you mentioned, that requires courage. It requires a level of bravery because you have to be vulnerable with the person who's holding space for you or that you're in space with. So with that idea of vulnerability and needing courage, we want to take this idea of holding space a step further and offer you an invitation to create brave space. And we have a little poem that's perfect for that. So this poem is by Mickey Scott Bay Jones, and it's called An Invitation to Brave Space. Together, we will create brave space because there is no such thing as a safe space. We exist in the real world. We all carry scars and we have all caused wounds. In this space, we seek to turn down the volume of the outside world. We amplify voices that fight to be heard elsewhere. We call each other to more truth and love. We have the right to start somewhere and continue to grow. We have the responsibility to examine what we think we know. We will not be perfect. This space will not be perfect. It will always be what we wish it to be, but it will be our brave space together and we will work on it side by side. 
one of like my absolute favorites and I get chills. And I think the last line, we will work on it side by side. Holding space is, it takes effort. It takes effort to be with yourself. It takes effort to be with others, to show up courageously, to show up bravely and be vulnerable and authentic. And for you and I, and for the masterminds of Be With, and for the people like us, that's the work that we choose every day. So it's not something that you're just like, oh, I get it now. It's something that I learned over and over and over again. And it's something that we all continue to learn and do over and over and over again. Absolutely. You know, I've read those po- that poem before because we talked about it for the podcast. And I read it like in my own mind. But that was the first time I read it out loud. And it's really, really powerful. Um, just it's really powerful to sit when you say the words aloud and let them sit in in your body just let them sit in you know the energy of you and and so listener I am going to send this poem in the email out to my email list if you would like to catch this poem I'll also share it on Instagram and Facebook Um, so you can find it on the day the podcast drops on July 13th, which will be Nicole's birthday. So happy birthday to Nicole. Thank you. And I am going to encourage you to read the poem aloud to yourself and let those words sink in because it is very powerful to, to, uh, to recite those words, to hear them, to listen them and to really take them in. We encourage you to explore brave space, to explore, you know, what this feels like for you and just explore brave space. If you have questions about holding space, about brave space, reach out to Nicole or I through email or on social media, and we'll drop how you can do that in the show notes below. Thank you for being here, Nicole. This was a great conversation. Thank you so much for having me. I love our chat. I love our conversations and I love that we're having the conversations that I think need to be happening more frequently in the world and in our communities. I 100% agree. So Nicole and I are committing right now to have more of these conversations on the podcast with you. Um, So hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes and we would love to get your feedback, drop a review, send us a message, let us know how you're feeling about the podcast. If there's something you really would like to hear about, if you would like us to talk about or cover, let us know and um, meet you back here next week.